Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jesse with the Bacon Games Podcast. Just me this time. We're going to be talking free agency, taking a little bit, a little tiny break from the season, off-season show thing where we talk about all the different teams. I have some hopefully exciting guests coming up soon. We're going to maybe talk some Packers football, maybe some Cardinals. Maybe I get this sports agent that we know to come on the pod and talk some fun stuff. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, should be a fun time. But anyway, I just wanted to get on here. I wanted to talk about how I feel about a lot of the signings that happened, you know, over free agency. It's been just about two weeks now. I'm recording this on the 25th. It's going out the 25th. So, you know, through Thursday, how I feel. Thursday, the second week of free agency Thursday. So I just want to talk about the guys that I have that are doing well. I'll just say my winners and losers, but you can catch me go into more detail on my winners and losers on the weekend live show that I do with Herms over at The Lateral. So if y'all want to check me out live, which I think I'm pretty fun entertaining live, not that I'm not fun entertaining during the pot, obviously, uh, but you, you can check me out like on the weekends and stuff. Just pay attention to The Lateral. I do work for them. It's really fun. So anyway, Let's just get right into it. I want to talk about the free agents. Um, I graded all of them, like literally every single free agent I could find from tweets from like Schefter to Edge Football, whatever, whatever the, I think it used to be NBC Sports or something like that, or it is the NBC Sports thing. It used to be something else, but I checked, I checked all of them. So I'm just going to go through and read uh, what I have for my A's, maybe my A minuses, see how far we get through them. And I want to talk about the bad ones that I don't really like too much. So we'll just uh, go through it, and I'll give my reasons, and uh, then at the, the end I'll do I'll do I'll just say my quick winners and losers from the off season so far, uh, and I can talk a little bit about that stuff. But I will discuss more on the live show coming up on Friday. So yeah, uh, let's just get into it. My I guess you can call this the number one signing of the off season. I I'm I'm gonna say that although these are not in order, so don't <laughs> don't read anything into that. But the Dak Prescott deal for Dallas, four years, 160 million, 126 guaranteed. Uh, that's an easy A for me. I think there's not much to be said on Dak, but thank God Dallas uh, locked him up. I think the injury thing is not a concern for me going forward, nor does it seem like a concern for Dallas. Although this is only a four-year deal, but $126 million guaranteed. Yeah, that's quarterback money for you. Absolutely, that's quarterback money. Uh, so I, I don't really need to say too much. It's just Dak Prescott. They locked him up. That's all really Dallas needed to do in the offseason. Although the defense, I think, got worse, but that's an issue in and of itself. They need to draft well on the defensive side going forward. Unless they take Kyle Pitts, then they just make the offense unstoppable and uh, hopefully roll with that. And they're gonna, they might actually need to if they're going against Washington's defense, you know, twice a year next year. So, yeah, there's that. All right, the next thing I got coming up is one of my A's. It's Levante David signing for two years, $25 million, $20 million guaranteed. Uh, this is an easy A. It was another re-signing, uh, but he was maybe the best linebacker in the NFL last year. Like, pure linebacker. I'm not talking about, like, edge rushers who play 3-4, you know, like a TJ Watt or anything like that. Excuse me, I need a drink of water. I'm already dying. Uh, my voice is already letting out a little bit, which is not great. But anyway, we're going to keep moving. Uh, yeah, Levante David. Uh, two-year deal's good. He's 31-ish. He's a little bit older. But he was the anchor of that linebacking core. Uh, Bush is fine. Right? It's Devin Bush on that team. Or is it the other guy? Whatever. The young linebacker. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, he Levante David is the real the real linebacker there. He he was holding that defense together. You know, the same middle linebacker is the quarterback of the team. 
And uh, thank God they got him back there because that defense, I think, relies on him pretty heavily. And he's still worth the money. So good for them. Good resigning. The next one I had might be a little bit of a surprise to some people. And I think his name kind of went underrated uh, in free agency. But uh, Yannick Ngakwe going to Las Vegas, two years, $26 million, 21 guaranteed. It's an A for me. It's a lot of guaranteed money. It's a short deal, which I actually kind of like. You know, you don't want to sign edge rushers. Or you don't want to sign anyone like when they get too close to 30, right? So he'll be, he'll be, I think, 20 or 29 at the end of this deal, which is good. You know, leaves room for another contract, too, that he wants to get. But is a great player. He really is. He's been he's shuffled around from Minnesota to, oh, God, where did he get traded to? Or did he get traded to Minnesota? I forget. I honestly forget what, what he did this year. No, he was on Minnesota first. I'm pretty sure of that. Then he got traded away. But signing with Las Vegas is great. He, besides the fact that he gets the quarterback pretty effectively and is a fine run defender, I'm not going to say he's good, not going to say he's bad. He's a fine run defender. But the fact that he gets the quarterback, he always causes uh, turnovers. He rips the ball out of quarterback's hands. He's always looking for the strip sack, which is great, because when he gets the quarterback, forcing a turnover is the best thing you can do for a defense, and Las Vegas seriously needs to improve their defense. So this is a really good signing, and uh, it's not really I can't really say the same for the rest of Las Vegas' offseason, but it's a great signing. Uh, I, I also don't know how well it fits with what Las Vegas is doing, but man, uh, a really good deal, I think. I think worth the $13 million for sure. The Jaguars would have given him more two years ago now, or a year ago now. So I don't know what he's doing, but it is what it is. All right, moving up next, we have Corey Davis, three years, $37.5 million, $27 million guaranteed. This is an easy A for me. Corey Davis is highly underrated. People think he needs a number one for him to be a good number two. I don't think that's the case, but even if that is the case, Intenso Mims is going to be a number one sooner rather than later. So this is a pretty good signing. The three years, $37 million, is is a decent amount per year, but that's like, I don't know, like 12 and a half per year or something like that. It's a, it's a little bit pricey for a rebuilding team, but I mean, if they get Zach Wilson and they really need to draft Zach Wilson with the wide receivers they have, he'll be a great complement to the offense where they can even compete next year with the rest of their signings this offseason. And if the rookies progress or their second year players progress in the past two years, which I think they can. Uh, so I, I like what the Jets are doing this offseason. I like that a lot. The next one is also a Jets signing. We got Carl Lawson for three years, 45 million, 30 guaranteed. He's obviously a defensive end. I don't think... Just, just some of the defensive players I might read out their position because I'm not 100% certain everyone knows what position they play, but I hope you do. But this is a great signing. He was the best edge rusher. Him and Ngakwe are close. I think he was the best edge rusher out there. On a terrible Cincinnati line, he's coming to the Jets, who actually seem like they might have a pretty good defensive line going into next year. Uh, this is just a great deal for a great pass rusher. They upgraded. They needed to upgrade the defense. Hopefully the defense is better when they have um, Baltimore Ravens linebacker that opted out. I'm totally forgetting his name. C.J. Mosley. When C.J. Mosley comes back, hopefully he's healthy and good, and hopefully he still wants to play for the Jets. They could have actually a pretty decent defense. Um, you know, remains to be seen for sure, but once Bryce Hall takes over, they got Maine in the backfield, or in the secondary, like far secondary, like safety. I think the Jets might actually have a decent defense. And again, three years, $45 million. It's a little hefty, but he's the best pass rusher in the entire... Uh, um, okay, maybe not in the entire. It's actually a pretty good defensive end class, you know, especially with Watt getting released. I, I consider him an end, but... I also like him kicked inside, but anyway, I'm getting a little, <laughs> a little off here, but yeah, Carl Lawson, great signing. It's an A for me. Uh, Will Jackson, the third to the Washington football team for three years, 42 million, 26 million guaranteed best cornerback in the class. Yeah. Best cornerback in the class. Again, played on a pretty crap team last year, going to a very, very good defense. I can't wait for this guy to shine. I think he will. I think there's almost no doubt about it. PFF agrees and on PFF simp. So good for them. Great job. We got another resigning. You know, to be fair, a lot of my A's are actually resignings, which is kind of weird. feel like you shouldn't, I guess maybe some of these guys take a hometown discount because these contracts are pretty dang good. Next one I had is Justin Simmons. 
Going back to Denver, four years, 61 million. 35 guaranteed, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, this is, what, about 15 a year, but only 35 million guaranteed? I assume that's like uh, front-loaded and then back-loaded as non-guaranteed. But, man, Simmons had a great year last year when they tagged him. They tagged him again this year, and then they signed him to a big deal. Makes sense. I honestly thought halfway through, or like maybe like six games into last season, he just wasn't showing what it was last year, and I was like, this guy was a one-year wonder. It's not that good. But he really showed up in the second half of the season, and he was ended up being really, really great for this defense. And that Denver defense is great. Getting back Von Miller, seeing who they possibly add in the draft, that defense is going to be great. They just need a quarterback, then they can compete. But this is a great signing. You could you couldn't let him test for agency. That made too much, uh, or it doesn't make too much sense. It makes sense not uh, to sign him, lock him up, get him on this team for a while because you might need a new quarterback soon, and it might take a year or two to get that ship righted uh, from the terrible stewardship of um, Elway and his quarterback obsession. <laughs> to be to be frank, um, but let's move on. We've got Juju Smith-Schuster signing a one-year, eight million dollar deal. Man, what a team-friendly deal. This guy definitely had offers other places for multi-year deals for a good amount of change. I guess he's just here until Ben's gone. Uh, it's a steal. He's a really good receiver. People, I thought, really liked him in Pittsburgh, but apparently, maybe just on Twitterverse, people just hate him because he's acting like a Zoomer, because he is a goddamn Zoomer. I don't really care. The guy can make TikToks all he wants, as long as he catches the ball. And he had almost 100 receptions, close to 1,000 yards. Had a pretty good season last year. It really can't be scoffed at. $8 million is a steal. I don't know. Probably better if they locked him up for longer, but still, I mean, th their window's still technically open with as long as Ben's there because their backups are horrendous but they do need a quarterback they were to draft someone like uh Trask this year maybe in the second round or the first round if they have a first round pick I'm not sure if they do I, I'm pretty sure they do but if they draft someone like Trask in the first round you know let him sit for a little bit man this this team could keep rolling because they got a great defense but you know we'll talk about that more when it gets to the draft stuff the next one I have is David Andrews four years 19 million 6.5 million guaranteed this might be the best contract best value in the entire the entirety of uh, free agency. It, it's absurd how much I got him for with so little guaranteed. I might have to double check those numbers because I'm not even sure if they're right, but I'm pretty sure they're right. <laughs> um, he anchors a great, you know, offensive line that Bill Belichick has coached for his, the entirety of his career. They've got a great offensive line. He's the centerpiece, literally a centerpiece. He is the center. So keeping him for such a small amount is honestly great. That was beautiful. Really, really impressed uh, by Belichick this offseason, honestly. And I kind of called it at the beginning of the offseason. Just saying it, you can check the Twitter. I called that he would be, they would be spending a lot. Just wish they had a better quarterback. Um, but that's besides the point. Next one I have up is Kenny Galladay. This was a four-year, $72 million deal. $40 million guaranteed, so, you know, probably out two or three years down the road, or three or four years down the road. Uh, Galladay is the best receiver in the class. I think that's hands down. People are forgetting about him because they have such short-term memories when it comes to football, especially fantasy football, and he didn't play much last year. He's a great receiver. He's had at least an 80-ish grade, 80 grade. I think he had a 79.9 in like 2018, but since 2018, he's had uh, a at least 80 grade per PFF every single year. He's a great receiver. He might be on it. He might, you know, the stats might be a little overinflated because Stafford is a really good quarterback, and he doesn't have a good one. Galladay doesn't have a good one in New York, so it's kind of bad, but it was a great signing. They pumped in a decent amount of money this year to maybe win this year. They get two quarterbacks who they expect to be very good. I expect Bradbury to be very good, but, you know, we'll see about Butler. Uh, but they pumped some money into this team to try and, you know, get there with a quarterback on a rookie deal, and we'll see how it works out. Uh, so that's all my A's. I didn't say the grades is going down, but that's all my A's. So moving on to... I'm just going to do the A-minuses, and then we'll pick out some from the B-pluses and stuff that I want to talk about. Because I think the A-minuses are worth talking about, 
and I just want to get all my stuff. You know, this is all on my website on BaconGamesFantasySports.com. You can check it out, all the stuff there in written form. But I just wanted to get all the stuff, you know, out of the way out there uh, on the pod because I think it's important to put my stuff out there audioly, audioly, <laughs> audioly, and uh, not just visually, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my first A minus up here. We have Kevin Zeitler going to Baltimore for three years, twenty-two and a half million dollars, six million guaranteed. Uh, he had a down year with the Giants last year. I guess I'm not surprised they cut him if they want to make other moves, but he is a great offensive lineman. Baltimore needs good offensive linemen more than they need, I think, anything else on that team besides Lamar. Uh, and maybe a good tight end, which I still think they have. But it's probably the second most important part of this team. The entire offense, they like to run the ball. Lamar likes to run the ball. He needs time in the pocket for Marquise Brown to get open deep. The offensive line is so important to this team. It's not close. And Zeitler will be really good. Again, I 100% believe that. Especially when he's going to a good Baltimore team who, if they don't trade away... Oh, man. I am really blanking on these names. Give me a second. Let's sip this water. That was good. Uh, besides Orlando Brown Jr. I knew I would get it if I had a second to think about it. They don't trade away Orlando Brown Jr., which I haven't heard any news or rumors or anything stuff come up, but maybe he gets traded as part of the draft. We'll see. Uh, but as long as he keeps him there, as long as Baltimore keeps him there, they'll have a pretty good offensive line this year. Better than last year with Zeitler addition. And I think that's really important for the team. So, great signing. Uh, the next one, we have J.J. Watt going to Arizona for two years, $28 million, $23 million guaranteed. Arizona, in a much better way than the Giants are, are making that push with that rookie quarterback, or with that rookie quarterback contract. This is a great signing. Uh, he still has a lot in the tank, which honestly, I thought like two or three years ago, he wouldn't have anything... Uh, in the tank because of that surgery. I think he had like back surgery. He had some really bad surgery and I didn't think he'd ever come back to where he was. And not that he came back to where he was so dominant back in the day, but he's still a very good player. Brings a lot of veteran leadership to a team that should be competing for a wild card. I want to say a wild card spot year. I'm not, I'm not sure that they're going to play for the division because I think San Fran's going to be good. I think Seattle's still going to be good. And obviously uh, the Rams are still going to be good. Although the Rams, I think, are losers in free agency. Spoiler alert. Even though I just said it, whatever. Next one we got is, speaking of the NFC West, we have Jason Verrett re-signing for one year, $5.5 million deals. Uh, $5.5 million. I don't know if there was anything guaranteed. I wasn't able to check that before this. Couldn't find any information on that, but maybe it's out there. But anyway, Verrett's a really good uh, cornerback. I'm glad they signed him there. Keeping the defense together. Hopefully they will be more healthy than they were last year, this upcoming year. And Verrett is an integral part of the defense. Great signing. All right, next A- minus is Jalen Mills. Four years, $24 million, only $9 million guaranteed, so pretty team-friendly deal, to be honest. And uh, Mills going to New England, being used in Belichick with a newly revamped defense. Very, very exciting. No Chung, I think they play a similar position, so getting him is pretty important. Uh, I think New England's defense will be resurgent and very good next year. Bill is a great defensive coach. Getting a guy like Mills for an only $9 million guaranteed is kind of a steal. Maybe this gets bumped up to an A by the time I'm done with it, maybe. All right, next one, we've got Joe Thune. Kansas City, five years, $80 million, $48 million guaranteed. Best lineman in the class? Best lineman to sign a long-term deal. Yeah, I agree with that, for sure. I don't know where Kansas City's going to find this cap room down the way if their defense isn't um, doesn't keep performing adequately, I, I would say. I think they're in for some rude awakenings possibly down the road, but right now, getting a really good uh, lineman to replace the lineman you're released is great. Thune is probably an upgrade, and uh, I just, I love the signing. I love offensive linemen, if you couldn't tell. They're so integral to teams, so important. That's why they pay $80 million, 48 guaranteed, which isn't, you know, it, it is the most besides Dak that we've talked about here, but it's also the, the longest deal we've talked about so far, five years. So, yeah, it is what it is. The next one, 
Talking about Cleveland, who had a great offseason. Targeted spending in free agency when you're to have a winning team is so great, and they did that to a T this offseason. Love what they've done. Uh, so hopefully they have a good draft, because I think they've had a good draft last year too. So let's talk about John Johnson going to Cleveland. Three years, $33.75 million, $24 million guaranteed. He is an easy A-, minus. maybe goes up to A, but I'm a little tiny bit skeptical maybe. He had kind of a breakout year last year, but Cleveland needs safety help because I don't think the guy they traded from the Jaguars or they got from the Jaguars last year, Ronnie Harrison III, is really suited to play safety all the time. He can play box safety pretty well. I mean, he, he said some interceptions that were, were pretty good before uh, when he was with the Jags, but Johnson is just a complete safety, I think, and he's going to be great for that defense. That, honestly, the Cleveland has a very, very balanced team, and the off-season additions they made this year really, really pushed that to being a very balanced, and I think could be a very, very good team. Excited for them next year, for sure. Uh, let's move on to Corey Lindsley. The Chargers, five years, $62.5 million, and $26 million guaranteed. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> Burrow was, not Burrow, Herbert was pressured a lot last year. They need to upgrade the offensive line. They did it, and signing a center, who was great for Green Bay last year, is a stroke of genius? Yeah, I want to say a stroke of genius. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Stroke of genius. Great, great pick. A great, great pickup. I like that it's only $26 million guaranteed, but I have a feeling they'll pay out the whole 62.5 because they won't want to. They could restructure, sure, uh, down the road, but paying all that money for him, it lends it a solid A- minus because... I'm, I'm just not 100% there with the talent, but I think it's such an upgrade that it's it's it definitely pulls it up a lot. You know what I'm saying? Hope that makes sense. The next one I have, maybe this is a little bit controversial because I don't think people like him, and I'm going against the Saint PFS here. Uh, but I really, really loved the Danico, I think I'm saying that right, Danico Autry, signed by Tennessee for three years, $29.5 million, $9 million guaranteed. This is an easy A- minus for me. He plays really well for the Colts last year. They're going to miss him uh, this year. Uh, that's obvious to me, and it's only $9 million guaranteed. So, he's a, he's a really good player. Tennessee probably will get... I don't want to say similar production to Clowney, because I think Clowney was very underrated. Uh, and Autry can play D-tackle. Uh, and, and, I think, depending on how they... He'll probably play end on uh, Tennessee, right? Because they run a 3-4. I think they still run a 3-4. We'll see next year. But, yeah, I think he's a great pickup. Uh, probably under the radar for a lot of people, but he was a really good player for Indy last year, and I like him a lot going to division rival. Next up is Dalvin Tomlins. Tomlinson. Two years, $22 million, 16 guaranteed. I like the short-term deal. I like that a lot. I think it's pretty team-friendly for two years. I wanted him to come to the Jaguars, but, you know, we'll see. I have a little bit of doubts. Played in a very good defensive line last year, and it was kind of, I wouldn't say a breakup year, but it was a very good year for him. So I'm, I'm a little concerned, but only two years. Not that bad. Minnesota has a pretty good offense, despite what people think. I think the, the line is also coming together pretty nicely, too. Kirk is a fine quarterback. He can get you to a Super Bowl. If, <laughs> I think, uh, if a guy like Jared Goff can get you to a Super Bowl, a guy like uh, Kirk Cousins can get you to a Super Bowl. Maybe not win it, but hopefully you're not going to hang up against Tom Brady. So, <laughs> uh, But they will in the playoffs if they, if they make it. Anyway, I mean, I'm getting a little off, off topic, but yeah, I think it's a really great play uh, for Minnesota, who needs help in the defensive line if they couldn't get it with Yannick Ngakwe last year. Probably just in the draft, too, I would assume, because they took cornerbacks last year. And they signed Peterson, so it's probably where they'll go, I, I would assume, but... We'll talk about that in the draft show, right? <laughs> Next one I've got is Terrence Mitchell on Houston for two years, $75 million. I did not catch the guaranteed, but a really good quarterback for a pretty cheap deal. Uh, Houston is rebuilding, and they're bringing in a lot of guys to see what they can get out of them so they can rebuild for the future with hopefully Watson. I assume they're hoping Watson stays, or they're probably not trading Watson away. So I like, you know, trying these guys out uh, for Houston. I think they're winners in the offseason. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but this is a great, really great pickup. I'm really happy about it for Houston, even though I hate Houston. 
Moving on to Alex Mack, 30, I want to say 35 years old, uh, but still a pretty good center, pretty damn good center. I feel like he works really, he signed with San Fran, sorry. Alex Mack signed with San Fran for one year, $5.5 million. I think this was a great signing. I think he works really well in, uh, what's his name? I want, is it Harbaugh? Not Harbaugh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Shanahan System uh, and uh, an experienced safety on a team where I think they're trying to win now for sure. They were just injured last year. They're still a very good team. If they can stay healthy, getting Alex, Alex Matthew, he can stay healthy. Leaving the offensive line is, again, a stroke of genius. 5.5 million is nothing. It's a great deal. Moving on, a uh, pretty underrated signing, uh, but it's only one year. It's Hassan Reddick. Um, Hassan Reddick, I think that's how you say it. Sign with Carolina, because I think Carolina is a pretty in-progress rebuilding team. They'll probably be an 8-18 eight and 18 this year. Wish they signed him for more, but he signed for one year. 80 million, or eight, not 80, one year, 80 million. Kill me. One year, $8 million, $6 million guaranteed. He kind of had a breakout year on a, I don't think, a very good offense, uh, defensive line. To be to be fair, uh, the edges, I guess, were good if you count us on, which I think you should, because I think he played well last year. Going to Carolina, this would have been an A if he signed a longer-term deal, but this is a pretty fine deal. Maybe Carolina thinks they can compete next year. I don't think that's the case, but he's a good player nonetheless, so good job signing him. Next up, we have Kyle Van Noy coming back to New England on two years, $13.2 million dollars. This is, again, a pretty nice stroke of genius from uh, Bill Belichick getting all these really, really good defensive players to come back on his team and to get on his team. This New England defense is going to be insane. Belichick is such a great coach. He's got so many good players in place, guys that he knows, guys that he likes, guys that work in his scheme. I, this just adds to the excitement. And it's a two-year $13.2 million. That's, what, like seven a year? Less than seven a year? I think it's a steal for Van Noy. Really surprised Miami would let him go. But <laughs> on the topic of Miami, we've got Will Fuller. Uh, Going to Miami for one year, $10 million deal. This is an A minus. And the only reason it's an A minus and not an A plus, notice I didn't have any A pluses this year. If they were to sign to a long term deal, this could have easily been an A plus for me. It maybe would have been like nine or, or 10 million a year, but I think he was asking for a lot per year. So probably one year deal makes sense for another prove it time. He does have to serve the one game suspension, but Miami's going to make a playoff run. They were 11 and 5 last year. They, I don't think they got worse. No, they didn't get worse this offseason. Losing Van Noy sucks, but they still have a lot of good pieces intact, and they still have a lot of young guys who might have not played super well last year. I'm thinking about Robert Hunt, and I'm thinking about the offensive, the other offensive lineman they drafted. I want to say at a USC last year. Oh, I'm totally blank. Jack, I think Jackson's his last Jackson's his last name, I want to say. He's still good, or he's going to be good, I think. They've got some really young guys that I like, and they've got a really good defense, even with losing Van Noy. still think it'll be very good. Uh, but adding Fuller to this offense is great. Giving Tua a weapon who is 100% better than Devontae Parker, it, it's a stroke of genius. Very, very happy. They also seem to be happy with their backfield, not really bringing in anyone else. And I really, really like, I was going to say Gusecki, but I do like Gusecki. But I like, not Ahmad, not Selvin Ahmad, but the other guys. Is it, does it start with the, Gaskin, Miles Gaskin. That's it. I think the offense is going to be really good next year. Tua is a really good quarterback, even if he had to be bailed out a few times by Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't care about that. I think it was just smart coaching. Big fan of Flores for that. And the last A minus I have is Donovan Smith. Two years, $31.8 million, $30 million guaranteed. You know, Tampa Bay just locking up guys on their team who were good last year when they won a Super Bowl is, I keep saying stroke of genius, but man, that's just coming straight to my head. This is great. Keep the band together. Smith is a great tackle. He's the best left tackle in the NFL right now. Uh, he's definitely top five. He's a little bit older and the $30 million deal, you know, $30 million guaranteed, you know, kind of puts it in A minus range. Because you never really know with these older guys signing big deals, but I think it's definitely worth it, and uh, good job for signing him. So that's all of my A-minuses. Um, I'll just mention a few guys in the B-plus range real quick. I liked Ingram, Judon, uh, I liked Matt Felier, 
to LA. I'll just say it real quick. I'll just run through these names, some of them real quick. I like Mark Ingram to Houston on a one-year deal. Judon on a four-year deal. Definitely the most money Patriots spent, but I think it's well worth it in Bill Belichick's system. Uh, I like Failure to a three-year deal to the Chargers. That was only $21 million. They improved the offensive line. Really, really great. Uh, Fitzpatrick to Washington. I think that was a great deal. This Washington team, I think it would it would have been foolish for them to run into next year with just Heineke there. So having Heineke as a backup, Fitzpatrick as the presumptive starter to start the year, I think is really, really good. They were 5-1 and one with Alex Smith last year. They have a veteran quarterback who can play, which I think Fitzpatrick still can, considering what he did in Washington last year. Uh, it was a really smart move, really great move. Uh, Von Miller on the re-sign is great, as long as he's not uh, in trouble with the law, which I don't think he is anymore. I think that that was dropped. Sidney Jones, great re-sign for the Jaguars. If they didn't re-sign him, I would have been so mad. This offseason would have been way worse, in my opinion, honestly. Um, Houston signed another running back, Phil Lindsay, for one year. $3.25 million. $3.25 million. Uh, he's a great complimentary running back. It's going to be a crowded backfield in Houston, but I uh, still think it's worth it for such a cheap amount. Wish someone could get him on a long-term deal, because Lindsay is a really good runner. Really, really great compliment. You know, guys like a team like Pittsburgh kind of release his services. So kind of sucks to see him maybe waste a year in Houston, but I'm still a big fan. Chris Carson for two years is good. Aaron Jones resigned for four years is pretty good too. Shaq Barrett is a B for me. We're getting out of the B plus range. I think it was too much money. Four years, 72 million, only 36 guaranteed, but still 36 guaranteed is a lot. I think Barrett's really good. Keep the band back together. Hopefully this is like a lock-in two years and then there's an out, which I believe there is because after two years, I'm not sure you want to be paying this guy that much money. To be honest, I think he's a really good player, for sure, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of money. That's also how I feel about Leonard Floyd uh, signing with the Rams for four years, $64 million. That's a lot of money, and I think he's a really talented player, but I don't think he's worth 15 a year. I think that's way too much. I know there's a premium on edge rushers, I get it. They're really important to get to the quarterback, but yeah, it's kind of yikes for me. Uh, Gronk on a one-year deal is a B. I hope he stays healthy. I was concerned about him staying away from football for a year, but now I'm concerned about him coming back to football after he just went to a Super Bowl, through a Super Bowl run. Eh, injuries might be looming. Uh, Eight million guaranteed, mm, whatever it is. But I understand keeping the band back together. I think that's fine. That's why it's a B. You know, you don't want to fix it unless it's broken. And it's definitely not broken in Tampa Bay. It's only going to get better with those young guys they have in the secondary. Uh, I think an important deal to talk about is the Trey Hendrickson deal. Four years, $60 million, 32 guaranteed. I guess they just couldn't work out something with Lawson, or maybe Lawson wanted out. But I think Lawson's a better talent, so signing Hendrickson's probably a downgrade. Uh, actually, it, it is a downgrade. <laughs> it's definitely a downgrade. Uh, Shaq Griffin was a pretty fine deal for three years, $44.5 million, 29 guaranteed. I, I Again, the Jaguars are obviously building for the future. I'm not convinced he's a good enough cornerback for $15 million, 29 guaranteed, but... Definitely, I don't even know if it was an upgrade. I think it's an upgrade over CJ Henderson for the Jaguars. That's for sure. I don't know if he's an upgrade over Sidney Jones. I think Sidney Jones is underratedly very good. I, I wish he was locked up for a longer than, I think it's only one year. I wish he was locked up longer. I do, I do need to mention another Jag signing, the Tyson Alawala signing for two years, $6 million. I remember that draft. I think it was senior year of high school. And uh, I was very disappointed, but he had a resurgence of a career in Pittsburgh as a rotational, rotational defensive lineman. And if he could be there for the Jags for... Next year, because this year I don't think we're going to be very good. But for next year, maybe making a run, I think it's going to be great for us. Uh, just as long as you limit his snaps. I guess this one is probably one of the most controversial, but Andy Dalton signing for one year $10 million with the Chicago Bears uh, is a great signing. I should make this a B plus. It's a B for me right now, but I should make this a B plus. It is a great deal for a team that is in win-now mode, but probably only for one more year, because after this they can cut Nick Foles without losing too much in dead cap, and Andy Dalton's no longer on the team. I get it. They have to cut Fuller because of cap reasons. It sucks. But I'd rather upgrade a quarterback 
than keep Kyle Fuller for twenty million. I, I'm sorry, like I, I'd rather upgrade a quarterback with the with the way the NFL is right now, the way your quarterback room looks right now with just Nick Foles. Yeah, it's pretty like Springing in Dalton was I think a really good job. I might bump this up to B minus or B plus instead of B right now. Uh, an underrated signing too, and Arizona did it because they've had a great offseason, honestly. Maybe the best one out there. Uh, they signed Beecham, Calvin Beecham, to a two-year, $40 million, or $4 million deal, 2.1 guaranteed. Uh, this might even be a B-plus. I might be underrating this a little bit because he is such a proven, consistent backup. I don't know why teams let him bounce around the league for so long, but he's such a consistent backup and such a good spot starter and could even be a really good starter on the offensive line, and this is such little money. Arizona is really making some smart moves with their money. I'm very, very... Uh, excited happy about it it's it's really good uh i've got the next one i guess we gotta talk about trent williams who signed for six years 138 million dollars 55.1 guaranteed so not like too much guaranteed it's still a lot guaranteed for like the first three years at least probably but yeah that's great he's a really great lineman i just the only reason this is a b is because the deal looks pretty daunting 55.1 is fine it's not great, but the contract is really what's holding this down for me. But still a great uh, great signing. Really, really good. Um, the last BI have here is Mike Davis on Atlanta. Look, trying out a guy like this, who was really, really good on a division rival team, I think is a really good move. Very, very happy about that. That was smart, honestly. He can still play. I don't know who the other running back is, because I don't know if you want Mike Davis to be your lead guy. Maybe you do. He was a leader in Carolina, that's for sure. But they obviously don't run a similar, uh, the same system in Atlanta, so... We'll, we'll see about that, but I, I really like Mike Davis. I think people are underrating the signing, especially for fantasy. Love him for fantasy. All right, now we're getting in my B-minus range, which is, yeah. Um, these deals, I probably like the player more than I like the deal. And I'll say that about Johnny Smith, Romeo Aguara to Detroit, Johnny Smith to New England, Bud Dupree to Tennessee. That is probably one of my least favorite deals, even though it's only, I'll read the deal out. It was five years, $85 million, $35 million guaranteed. Yeah, it's, that's that's too much for Bud Dupree. He was the worst part of that defensive line. And it was a, an elite defensive line. Probably the best in the league. Maybe second to Washington. I'm not sure where I stand on that. Currently, obviously, uh, Washington takes the cake because I think those guys are getting into their prime in the center. And the young guys are getting even better. And it's probably not the same <laughs> for uh, Pittsburgh. But yeah, Bud Dupree. Ugh, kind of a yikes signing for Tennessee. I think they're going to get similar production as Clowney. Not that Clowney was bad. And I don't think Bud Dupree is going to be bad. But... Not five years, $85 million. I think we'll look back on this deal. Even though it's only 35 guaranteed, I think we'll look back on this deal and not like it. Look, I get what Bill's doing with Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, but these deals are way too much guaranteed, especially for Hunter Henry. He's got a three-year, $37.5 million, $25 million guaranteed. The guy's not proven that he's healthy enough to pay that much guaranteed. It's just not true. Maybe that's why I also signed Johnny Smith, but I, I, I would suspect it's because he wants both of them to start. I think he also knows he's not very good wide receivers, but that can definitely change in the draft if they draft well. If they draft a good wide receiver, maybe even trade it for a guy like Waddle. Wouldn't that be great? If they can only ever get a quarterback. Anyway, um, I, I think I like the John New deal more. Four years, $50 million, only 31.25 guaranteed. I think he's a better player, stays healthier, can do a lot more than just catch, because I think that's really all Henry can do. So, big fan. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Patrick Peterson, one year, $10 million. Patrick Peterson definitely has lost a lot from where he was an all-pro, but he's still serviceable, and Peterson brings veteran leadership to that cornerback room that they desperately need. So I think it's a pretty good signing. Um, Jet signing Keelan Cole is nice for a one-year deal. $5.5 is a little much, but I'm not sure the guarantees are on that. Rashard Higgins were signing with Cleveland. Great insurance in case Odell gets hurt, or Landry gets hurt, or someone gets hurt. I wish we'd see a little bit more of Donovan Jones, but seeing more Rashard Higgins in Cleveland is absolutely fine by me. I think it's a pretty good deal. Uh, it's fully guaranteed, too, I think. Um, Sheldon Rankins to the Jets was... You know, an upgrade, I think, of what they had defensive tackle last year, but 
yeah, it's not that great. I think they overpaid a little bit, which is why it's a B minus for me. Anthony Harris to Philly. I don't know why you're taking this guy in a one-year deal for $5 million. I, I just, your team's not in the position to win. You know that, right? Does Philly know that? Fire Howie, 100%. Um, T.O. Helton I also have as a B uh, minus. Um, I think they could have upgraded Indianapolis a lot more than they did in the offseason, and they really didn't. They just kind of brought back some guys. Didn't really add much. And I don't think that's going to get them over the hump. I know they added Carson Wentz, which is a big deal. I think it's a pretty big deal. He's a better quarterback than Philip Rivers or was last year. That's, I think, I, I don't want to say that's not, uh, I don't want to say that is indif ind indisputable or anything like that, but I think <laughs> D.Y., I'm sorry, I think Phil Rivers was not very good last year. He, he, got, he turned it on at the end of last year, for sure. But the beginning of the year was pretty bad. I think Carson, with a good offensive line, better weapons than he had in Philly, will be a way better quarterback than Phil was last year, for sure. Um, yeah, I guess I'll talk about the, one of the worst signings I think New England had, which was the Dietrich Wise, four years, 30 million, only 10 guaranteed. Uh, I, I would hope they get that deal as soon as the guarantees are up. Uh, I know Bill, Belichick has a great defense. He's a great defensive mind. I know he gets praised for the offense, but I mean, that was, I think, a lot of Brady, to be fair. I think people realize that maybe a little bit now, <laughs> but he's a great def uh, defensive coach, knows what he wants on the defense. So I get signing your guys when you're New England, especially, but it's too much money for that guy. I don't really like the Marvin Jones deal either. I like him as a player a lot, but I wish he was going to a contender. Uh, going to the Jaguars might be helpful for uh, the development of Trevor, but, uh, you know, going forward as, as a team that's trying to win now to get Marvin Jones isn't great. Still a very good player. I, I will 100% say that. Happy to have him on the Jaguars, but yeah, kind of cringe. Not very good. <laughs> um, I got as a C plus the Adoree Jackson signing from the Giants. Three years, $39 million, $26.5 million guaranteed. Yeah, I think this was just too much money for a guy who I don't think is very good, but they got two solid cornerbacks. Well, Adore Jackson, I get would say, is solid, and Bradbury is very good. So at least the Giants are have two good cornerbacks. That's good. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, my God. This Nelson Aguilar signing. C-minus. Easy. I, I, we're starting to get into the bad ones now. It's my first C-minus up here. Uh, two years, $26 million. <laughs> Yeah, because you could have Marvin Jones for like half that amount, and he's like double as good as, as Nelson Aguilar. I, I'm not as down as other people are on him. At, are I'm not as down as other people are as down on him. Just, people are down on him, and I'm not there. He's fine. He has bad hands, but he makes some pretty good plays if he has a decent quarterback. Unfortunately, he doesn't have a decent quarterback in New England, and uh, this is just real bad. This <laughs> is just a whole mess of bad, honestly. Um, Tyrod Taylor for 2.5 million guaranteed. He's a fine backup, I guess, but uh, why are you signing a backup like that? Just draft someone for Houston. I just, just draft someone in the sixth round. It's fine. Um, I hated Dallas signing Jordan Lewis for three years, 16.5 million, 8 million guaranteed to, to, I assume be a presumed, or I assume he's going to be a starter unless they draft like 13. Maybe they'll draft 13 at 15 or I think they're around 15 anyway. Um, this is a bad deal for any amount guaranteed for three years. It's a D plus for me. What a terrible deal. Uh, Brashad Perryman who can't really play to replace Marvin Jones for one year, $3 million is a D plus. What a terrible deal. Uh, Jameis Winston signing to New Orleans for one year, 12 million. That's a D for me. What a terrible deal for a terrible player that literally sank Tampa Bay right before they started to get amazing slash good. Even uh, Brady had a really good year at quarterback. There's, there's no denying that it's not close, but uh, <laughs> Jameis single-handedly sunk that team the year before that team was a 10 win team at least. And he made them an eight and eight team. All you need is a competent quarterback. And they got an even better one, and they won a Super Bowl. I know that's like kind of a lazy equivocation or kind of like causation, 
but I watched all that film last year for that team, and I specifically focused in on Jameis. It's pretty easy to watch a quarterback when you're rewatching film, too. He was the reason they lost, like, three or four of those games. And I don't think he was the reason why he won a lot of them. They were help they had healthy wide receivers that year, and they were all playing really, really well. And he just was pretty terrible. Uh it, it's a bad it's gonna be a bad year for Nolan. It's gonna be a bad wake up call, honestly, for them. Yeah, not good. Uh I've got two more here that I want to talk about. Uh, we've hit the 35 minute mark. That's that's pretty good. I think that's a good amount of time to talk about this. And we'll do I'll do my winners real quick and my losers after this. So far. The last two I had are two wide receivers. AJ Green signing in Arizona for one year, 8.5 million, 6 million guaranteed, is a total trash bag of a pick. He is a glorified tight end. Unless you want to play him at tight end, but I don't think that guy can block. He has fine hands, but he is a terrible receiver. He shouldn't see the field much. They have better guys there that they can use more effectively in Kirk, in Isabella, in DeAndre. <clears throat> terrible deal. I hate it. Uh, the last one is Zay Jones, one year. And then check the financials. I couldn't find it the first time, and I haven't looked back, because whatever it is, if it's any guaranteed money, it's a terrible idea. They have a pretty quiet wide receiver room. Why not go with the younger guys? They seem to be going for a little bit of a youth movement. I don't understand why you need to resign Zay Jones. Unless he never plays, but then why waste any money on him? Just draft someone. Five head. All right. That is what I had for the guys I wanted to talk about. You know, there's others that maybe I want to mention, but I'm just going to real quick go through my winners. Uh, there are a lot more winners I had this offseason than losers, and I think that's because of how I fundamentally view free agency. If you are you know, upgrading the players on your team and it's, you know, a team that you're going to go in and win with, then I think that's pretty good. I'll just get into my individual reasons why, just like real quick. I, I think it's better if I explain it like that. There are a lot of reasons to consider teams winners in free agency. And I think teams are winners in free agency if they upgrade their team. You know, if they use the cap space, I think that's kind of like winning. Uh, e even if some of them aren't great deals, I still think a team could be considered a winner if they at least sign two or three guys that I really like that are on good deals, even if they sign some bad ones. At least they're upgrading at positions. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm, I'm going to go first with the Browns. Uh, guys like uh, John Johnson, Tack McKinley, Rashard Higgins, Troy Hill, Malik Jackson, all very good deals. Really, really happy they brought them in. Smart. Uh, Cowboys, all they need to do is resign Dak, and they would have won the offseason, and they did, so they have. Uh, Broncos bring in, I didn't even mention Shelby Harris, but I love the Shelby Harris deal. And Ronald Darby, really like that deal too. Bring in Harris, Darby, resigning Miller, resigning Simmons, resigning Kareem. That defense is going to be sick next year. Just need a good offense. Now, these next two are going to be a little weird, but I have Houston and the Jaguars. Now, these guys really didn't have any high, super high grades. They just had a lot of signings, and I think that's actually kind of important for what these teams want to do. They are in rebuilding mode, I think, and bring in lots of guys to see what you have, maybe use them in the future. Even if they're not on long-term deals, maybe sign them to long-term deals next offseason. Just bringing guys to turn out the old roster, which obviously wasn't doing it compared to, you know, what they had last year as teams. You know, Houston obviously had a way higher expectation than the Jags did, but the Jags won one game last year. So bringing in a whole, you know, crew of different guys, I mean, at least like 15 new guys already in free agency. We have a lot more in the draft in Houston, although they don't have as much draft capital as the Jaguars. Bring in like 10, 15 guys in free agency, I think is really, really good. I think that makes them winners to just, you know, churn the roster and see who they can have going forward. So that's why those two are winners. Kansas City, you know, upgraded the offensive line, didn't lose too much, winner. Uh, Miami Dolphins, all they need to do was resign Will Fuller, or all they need to do was sign Will, excuse me, I'm talking a little bit fast. All they needed to do was sign Will Fuller, and they would have been an A in the offseason, and they've got an A for me. Will Fuller was a great signing. Uh, the Patriots, they spent a lot of money, especially on defense, even with the bad signings on offense, which I don't think were that great, this is still a really good offseason for them. Oh, they just need to replace Cam. Just please make him not your starter. Please either draft a quarterback or trade for one or do something. Just don't go in there with Cam. I don't know how Bill 
can see anything in camp. He was so bad last year. Uh, I'm not just referencing the less touchdowns and interceptions. I know he rushed for more touchdowns. I know he's valuable on the ground, but oh my god, I, I, I hate that offense. Besides the offensive line, it's great. And the, the running backs are good too. Uh, but next one, we have the Giants as winners. And this is kind of what I was talking about at the top of this winners and losers segment. Uh, they, even though I don't like a lot of the deals that they gave, like I think the Leonard Williams deal was a little bit too much. Three years, 63 million, 45 million guaranteed. I think that's a little much, but I don't care. They're going into a kind of win-now mode. They're spending the money they have to make this defense better while they have a quarterback on a rookie deal. And I kind of like that. So, you know, and, and adding a guy like Williams or Wild Galladay, not a Dory Jackson, but adding those two guys for a while on big deals, I think is fine either way, even if they don't win this year. I think those deals are still fine. Although Williams, again, $45 million guaranteed. I didn't think that guy was coming back. I, I, when he got tagged, I was so surprised. I didn't think he was going to sign the tag. I don't know if he did or not, but he got the re-sign, so whatever. Uh, upgrading that defense, which was pretty good last year, and then upgrading the offense, which I think they've done, is is paramount. And in a, def in a division that wasn't very good last year, but might actually be good this year, uh, they did what they needed to keep competing. And the Jets... One of the best off seasons I think I have here. Uh, they signed really good players for the future. Uh, Car uh, Carl Lawson and Corey Davis. Those are great guys for the future. Shella Rankins, eh. But the defensive line next year with uh, Q, Q Williams, they're going to have a pretty good defensive line, I think. Maybe they add someone in the draft, too, in the top of the second round. You know, someone falls out like Owasu or maybe Petty or someone if people like him that high. I forget if he's a little bit lower, but people like him that high if he's good there. I... I think they can have a pretty sick defensive line for the Jets next year. Kind of scary to think about. Uh, NFC, AFC East, boys. Uh, next one is Buccaneers, for reasons I stated when talking about the guys they signed. They just brought back the team. I love it. Uh, Washington football team is the last one before I talk about the Cardinals, so I think the ultimate winners. Uh, I, actually, I'll just say the Cardinals before I get into the football team. They're the ultimate winners of the offseason. They spent really well targeted. It's between them and Cleveland because I like the targeted spending the most on a team that's already good. I think Arizona is obviously already good. They were 8-8 eight and eight next, last year. They have a rookie deal quarterback. So signing guys like they signed, you know, Watt, uh, Beecham, who I really liked. I don't like the AJ Green, but still signing guys like that is very, very good. Uh, I'm, I'm very, 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 very happy with what they did. <laughs> and I think that makes them a playoff team next year. Probably, probably Walker. I don't see them winning the division, though. It's going to be a tough division to win, too. So hard for me to bet, honestly. Uh, but the football team, yeah, resigning or getting Curtis Samuel and Will Jackson. I don't care about the rest of it. Very, very good deals for Washington. Uh, Jackson improving the defense somehow. That defense was already scary before. Now it's even scarier. If they were to draft a guy like Zach Vaughn or a linebacker like Zayvon Collins. No, I'm sorry, not Zach Vaughn. Zach Vaughn was last year. They draft a guy like Zayvon Collins or there's another linebacker that I like outside of Parsons. They get like another traditional linebacker that is very good at the end of the first round, or whatever they pick, like 19th or 20th, I think this defense is going to be the, the, the best in the league, probably, honestly. Uh, I, I don't think that's a hot take, though, but probably true. And then getting Samuel, and obviously adding Fitzpatrick, too, I think that makes the offense better, and they need someone who can throw to Terry, and they need someone to compliment Terry, and the draft picks that they drafted don't seem to be doing it as fast as they want them, because I think they have a pretty decent window right now. So, because, I mean, they gave, uh, I'm sorry, they, Heineke especially, gave uh, Tampa Bay pretty good showing in the first round of the playoffs i mean they did let up 35 points but that was a very good offense that tom brady led but it's still a very good defense gonna be a very good defense going into next year love what they did in the offseason let's go into losers i don't have as many losers as i have winners but let's just talk about the what, five or six i have five right here uh the five i have are the falcons 
who didn't do enough to change the team. Now, this is a little bit weird, not like, you know, just going off the straight, oh, I like Southern Signings, I didn't like Southern Signings. Um, the team is still kind of the same as it was last year. I mean, they shed Allen, Ricardo Allen, and they shaved Jones, the linebacker. Uh, but not a lot else changed. The offense is still pretty much the same. The offensive line is still kind of the same. They brought in Davis and lost Gurley. Uh, I don't see this team making the playoffs. I don't see this team getting another high draft pick. And the way they restructured Matt Ryan's contract, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round or at four. So I'm just not really sure what they're doing. Uh, maybe the, maybe I'll see more clarity as the year goes on and see how the draft looks and everything. But yeah, I just really don't like what they did so far. Um, I think the Bears... Our losers, um, even though they did, I did like Dalton resigning. I like the German Effetti resigning, but yeah, they lost some guys who I, who I really um, didn't want them to lose. And I still think they might trade away Hakeem Butler if it's not this year, probably in the middle of next year. But I understand what they were doing with the Dalton signing, and it definitely stands out. This one was close, but yeah, I, I just I don't like what they've done. Mario Edwards signing, it feels like they've gotten worse on the. Oh, they definitely have gotten worse on the defense. Uh, the defense is getting a little bit older. They're not a very young defense. I like Jalen Johnson. I hope he can do the cornerback number one stuff. But yeah, it's a, it, it's it's not a great look when you have to release that guy. And then, you know, at least you upgrade a quarterback. But uh, the, the window is slipping. I get what they're doing. But yeah, it just doesn't feel like they've done enough. Uh, yeah, wish they got Alex Smith, honestly. That would have been way, way better than, I think, Andy Dalton. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Let's see what they do in the draft. And maybe I won't consider them a lost offseason. But the next one, I have the Colts. And... They didn't bring in really anyone new, and they lost Autry, and I mean, they did, they, okay, so they brought in Carson Wentz, like I mentioned before. That is fine. I think that's an upgrade at quarterback, and that's pretty important, but yeah, they have a lot of cap space, and they didn't really use too much of it, and they just brought back guys, and I mean, I don't think anyone thought they were Super Bowl contenders last year. I guess if you just get to the playoffs, you see what happens, which is a philosophy I like to live by, but ugh, it just... Feels like they should have done more. I get they're saving cap for guys down the road next year, but this is a great offseason to sign mercenaries. Guys like Janoris Jenkins, who was I was going to put Tennessee on here, but I think they actually had a pretty good offseason. I was going to put them on the losers, but they signed a guy like Jenkins. There were plenty of Mercs, cornerbacks especially, they could have signed to make that te team better, but they just ended up resigning Xavier Rhodes, who I think won't be as good as he was last year. Yeah, kind of yikes. Um, the Rams are losers. They lost a lot. They didn't really add anyone. They headed to Sean Jackson, who I think was a pretty terrible ad, uh, and they resigned Leonard Ford for, I think, too much money. Yeah, it's not great. Not looking great for the Rams right now. <laughs> and the final loser is the Saints, are the Saints. Marcus Williams is a great tag. Glad he's still on the team. Very good player, but when your two quarterbacks are Taysom Hill and James Winston, and you paid them both this offseason, um, you're in for a rude awakening when you go 8-8 eight eight that division next year, and you have to cut bait and draft a new quarterback, because I don't think they'll draft one this year. Taysom Hill is not a good quarterback. He just isn't that's the truth. I don't know what to tell you if you disagree. I've watched all his film. I don't see what Sean Payton sees in him, but he's just not good. And I'll probably believe that even if he has a good year next year. I, I think it would be the team around him more than him himself. And they're paying him way too much money, obviously. But none of it's guaranteed, right? So maybe not the end of the world, but they're going to have cutting bait with both these quarterbacks next year and just rebuilding. And they have such a solid nucleus. They have such a solid team, even though they cut some of the guys in the offseason who were very good. It's just, it's it's frustrating because they have such a good nucleus. They just need a good quarterback. Maybe they'll take one in the draft and then maybe they'll use him. But I think they're all in on Taysom and Winston. And that disappoints me greatly. But whatever, New Orleans can do what it wants. They had a pretty long window of being good and they're going to drop out of that soon. So that's all I've got for winners and losers. And for all my uh, draft guys that I want to talk about, or all my free agency guys that I want to talk about. So 
that was a fun uh, 45 minutes. Probably one of the longest ones I've done in the offseason by myself, but, you know, there's a lot to talk about, so this is the free agency episode. I hope you guys liked it. You know, I do work for the lateral now. I do work, you know, on Twitter for the baking game stuff. It's my brand. It's my thing that I do, and I love it, so I hope you guys check it out. Hope you had fun listening to me, and uh, next week we'll have some guests so we can do a lot more fun repartee like I like to do, so uh, I'm glad you guys tuned in. Uh, have a dope day. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports. And be sure to tune in next time.